So, first first headline before we actually head into the playing game is um, Alvin Gentry got fired from the Pelicans. You're dead ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah, I texted in the group chat. I was like, "Yo, Gentry got let go." Wow. <laughs> wow, that's something. I I really didn't know that. But yeah, um, a lot of people are looking at. Um, a lot of people are saying Ty Lu or Jason Kidd for that job. A lot of people are saying Ty Lu and Jason Kidd for a lot of jobs these days. But you know, <coughs> how you feel about that that job opening? Um, whoever gets it, it's gonna be a task. Um, well, regardless of what happens. The players got got to look at themselves too, cause I mean, y'all got hyped up when when the season was going on, you know, and y'all came in and did absolutely nothing in the bubble, nothing. Yeah, they really disappointed in the bubble. Um, a lot of people are saying that Gentry wasn't the right coach for him because I've seen on Twitter a lot of takes from, especially like Pelicans fans. They said that Gentry is a coach that is is for for a team that has veterans that. It's for a team that has established veterans that know their role on their team. So I guess a team that's young and that guys are trying to figure themselves out isn't the ideal team for um, Alvin Gentry. A lot of people also said they didn't like the way he utilized Brandon Ingram, trying to use him as more of a spot-up shooter than an actual main option. And I kind of agree to that because I feel like there were some plays where um, Ingram was just like standing around doing nothing when he should have been like directly more into the action. He's a really good um like mid post isolation player and he could he's he's gotten better at the three ball. He's great at playmaking, so you can use him as your main ball handler if you need to. So I feel like they need to use communication. Coaches and players not on the same page. You see a lot of that in the A right now. Oh, of course. But um I guess a lot I guess the perfect Right coach, I, I think, personally, for them was um is Kenny Atkinson, the guy who I wanted for the Knicks. But Knicks went with Thibodeau, so we'll see where the Pelicans go. Um, Kenny Atkinson's also available for that Bulls job that just opened up because they fired their coach as well that we didn't get to speak about. Good for him. Yeah, Boylan was not the right option for those Bulls guys. He wanted to, he thought he was Popovich trying to run it like the Spurs and these guys are young and you're a first time head coach you got to establish yourself first before you think you can really come in there running things like a high school program. It's grown men we talking about. Facts, but um yeah, Gentry is um out of there. Um David Griffin made it a point of saying that it wasn't like anything that Gentry did, it was more of like finding the right fit which totally understandable like you really want to find the right fit especially when you're dealing with a really young team but so they're planning on keeping these players most of these players for the most part i would think so maybe the idea of maybe the idea of lonzo being traded gets folded around maybe maybe not maybe they wait to see how the new coach utilizes him in their in their system before they actually move on to you better get it together man Real talk. facts but, um, yeah, um, I've heard new, I've heard some, um, some little sprinklings of, um, Gentry may return to the Warriors as Steve Kerr's offensive coordinator again, which, I mean, 
I don't know how much of a difference it makes. I don't know what like if there were specific plays that Gentry ran or something, a specific style that he utilized while with Steve Kerr. Because I noticed that when he left, the Warriors' offense was pretty much the same way it was. But then again, they had Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and they have all these pieces. So that's true. But uh, I don't really see what he could bring to the table. I'm gonna be honest with you. We come back to you, Mike, real quick. I don't see what he could really bring to the table, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, this, the Warriors are pretty much established at this point. It's like you know what you're getting with them. So, I mean, he's always welcome, I guess, to come back as an assistant because I don't know who – I don't think he would be a candidate for the Bulls' head coaching job because nah, the Bulls are looking for someone to really actually connect with the youth. And it, it didn't seem like Gentry did that in New Orleans. So, that Another bit of – um. Poverty team news is um, Sacramento, their front office is getting, I guess, a little revamp. Vladi Divac stepped down as the GM and Peja stepped down as the assistant GM. So they'll be looking to move around their front office. I mean, the damage has been done. Vladi Divac has been messing up this team for like, what, the past 12 years or so? And I mean, look, look, they took Bagley over Luca. Like, that's the main thing I think that's really tarnished his resume if it wasn't all the other moves of like drafting so many big men when you already had demarcus cousins and all this other stuff that happened but hopefully the knicks can follow suit hopefully the knicks can follow the knicks already suit. the knicks already revamped their their front office is dolan still there dolan dolan's the owner you can't really fix that but they've gotten hopefully rid of everybody. the knicks can follow suit Hopefully the Knicks can follow <laughs> suit. Dolan isn't selling anytime soon. <laughs> hey man, I said it before and I'll say it again. We gotta start a campaign. We gotta start like a You don't think you don't think there hasn't been campaign signature. started already for that? We gotta get Dolan out of there, man. We gotta get the city of New York behind this, man. Real talk, because we need a hero. We just need a different a different narrative going through the city. You know you know what's funny is that um the GM that we have currently, Scott Perry, he used to work for the Kings. He's done a horrible job in New York so far, as we've seen with especially this past free blow agency. The whole thing up. The Knicks already blew up basically the whole thing. But I've heard news that From the Kings the actually, the Kings are actually looking to possibly bring back Scott Perry, who's on the Knicks. And Knicks fans everywhere are like, just please take him because we're tired of him. Like, he hasn't done anything right with um. He was opposed to putting players in the G League or bringing guys up from the G League. And you see the guys that he signed this offseason. I mean, hasn't been really going well with Scott Perry. So um, Sacramento Kings, if you're listening out there, by all means, you can take Scott Perry back from the New York Knicks. We don't want him anymore. Um, We will take a second round pick off your hands for that, though. It's been disgusting. (laughs) Let me tell you, it's been disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just want right. something better for the state and the city of New York. Facts. That's all. But um, moving on to the actual playing game. Uh, um, shout out Dame. Shout out Dame. Shout out CJ. Shout out Mellow. Stay Mellow. <laughs> but yeah, we had... Um, shout out Nurkic too. Facts. Prince shout out Nurkic playing with a heavy heart right there. <laughs> I, I could, I could, I can't imagine how Nurkic was feeling playing um with his um grandmother that just passed like right before the game. Like, imagine how he must be feeling just playing in the bubble. Yeah, like you can't even go because she's overseas, so you can't even fly out or nothing. Yeah, so. knowing she hooked up and stuff, and he probably prepared himself for it. But you know, there's nothing. No one can tell you how to feel when it really happens. So, praise up to him again. He did his thing. He showed out. Yeah, he had like 21, 21 points, like twenty 21, rebounds. I think it 22. was. Yeah, big game from Nurkic. Um, Dame didn't have as a big of a game as everyone probably thought he was gonna have. Like, he showed out though, and he he started taking over in in crunch time. Like he yeah. just had Morant on him, and he was like, "Let me just get into my bag real quick and show off a couple of moves I've been working on." During I think this we need to get Jaw tested because um, CJ was looking a little bit sick out there. CJ <laughs> looking a bit sick. We might want to get John tested and that whole Grizzlies team. Shout out Dylan Bricks trying to keep them in the game. But Dylan, um, aka Dylan Bricks, some we games. need um 
Yeah, we need that whole team tested. Them boys was crazy. CJ did not have to do what he did. <laughs> but and then he when did he looked it. at the camera, yo, he was like, he can't effing guard me. No, like. that's just like, yo, I know I got a rookie on me. He doesn't know what's about to happen. Everybody get out my way. That's what we saw. That's it's, what we saw. It's just, it's just a, it's just a testament of like that veteran experience having yeah, been there before. Yeah, welcome to the league, young fella. Welcome. Yeah, to the I mean, this was a welcome to the league moment for that whole Grizzlies team. No matter if those guys know. have been here a couple years or not, but I mean, the Grizzlies they'll be back though. True. They'll be back. True. They'll be back. They they fought they fought hard. They fought pretty well in this tough Western Conference. Oh, but we it's gotta get... stay at home now. We gotta we gotta stay at home. But. Yeah, you got to send them home. But next year is going to be even tougher because you got them Splash Brothers coming back Ooh. with um with a pick or whatever they decide to use the pick as a trade piece or whatever. You got Phoenixes on the rise. You got Pelicans will probably be better next year with a healthy Zion to start, I assume. It's going to be a dogfight in the West out there. It's going to get scrappy. There's going to be a lot of good teams that actually don't make it to the playoffs, so... It is, it is, it is. Um, I'm making it like I don't think the Spurs will make it next year. Oh, Spurs for for sure. They, I don't think they'll make it, but um, I think a team. I think there's gonna be a lot of teams that are good that are not gonna make it. It's gonna be unfortunate, but it's gonna be actually very entertaining to actually see a very competitive conference for once. God forbid the Warriors get like the three seed and have like the easiest road to the finals. I just looked at the Clippers on the on the side of the bracket. There's nobody standing in front of them, and I'm like, oh, like, yo, y'all might have, I might have a problem over there. Nah. Be it may that whoever they face has certified ballers on the team, but this is playoffs. I'm talking about like Kawhi. facts. And I looked at LeBron on the top of the, the bracket, and I'm like, prayers up, buddy. Prayers up, buddy. <laughs> so I know this let's... is LeBron's worst case scenario too. What, the Warriors coming back next year and just ruining it for him? Nah, the Blazers winning the last spot. <laughs> and then after you play the Blazers... Let me let me look at this bracket real quick. Because after they play the Blazers, they'll probably play um, the winner of, I think, OKC Houston, I believe. Yeah, and let's not just talk about it like Blazers is automatically first-round elimination. They might mess around and beat these guys. LeBron's looking real vulnerable right now. Who knows? A lot of people don't think that they will because a lot of people are pointing to the Blazers' defense as their weakness, which I can understand because the Blazers' defense, they can't stop anybody from doing anything. But the Lakers' defense also has problems with dealing with guards because are Um, are you going to put Alex... Damian Lillard. Um, Probably Caruso or Danny Green, I assume. Good luck to any one of those men. And you know it's the funny thing. A lot of, I think I don't know if, remember, if a lot of Lakers fans remember earlier when they had that I guess um, Kobe Memorial like thing type thing at at Staples earlier this season when they were playing Portland and Dame came out and put out like forty eight on them. Yeah. And that was without Shut like a that Zach. Down. That was without I think Melo, without Zach Collins, I think without um, Nurkic. Gary Trent wasn't balling like he is right now. So I mean. Lakers fans can say Portland can't defend anybody, but can they can they stop anyone's guards? Because they can't. If the Blazers somehow win, mm-hmm. they will see the Rockets. And if they beat the Rockets, I will switch my championship contender. To who? To the Blazers. To the Blazers. To the Blazers. If they get past the second round. Hmm. I don't if know. They get past, at me on that. If they get past the second round, I have the Blazers winning the championship. <laughs> All right. So actually, let's get into our little playoff preview because I have like a question, I guess, for each series or a quick note I have on the side of each series here. So let's actually start with Lakers versus Blazers. Um, can we trust Kuzma to be that solid third option for the Lakers? Is this thing on? Can you it hear is. me? Yes, I can hear you. Um, what <laughs> is no for 200, Alex? <laughs> so we cannot trust Kuzma. At all. 
So you don't think like this recent stretch of games in the bubble is a convincing or like a relieving nah, sign for it. Lakers? You're not buying it at all? Nah, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Kuzma's in the NBA for a reason, all right? Of course, yeah. But to me, Kuzma's a role player. And I don't like how we're forcing him into that, yo, that third superstar. If you realize, no one has called him that third superstar. Oh, yeah. Not, I'm not saying, like, a third superstar. I'm just thinking, like, can he be a third reliable option? Oh, hell no. Nah. 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 <laughs> not even like, that? Nah, not even, like, like, a solid, like, 15 points per game like he's been putting up in the bubble, I, I think? LA, I would be playing so much differently, first of all. I would be playing, like, inside out almost. Like, I got Dwight Howard. If JaVel steps up and JaVel plays, has been like, horrible. Yeah, get off that camera, man. If you listen, get off that camera. <laughs> stop, vlog- stop vlogging, JaVale. <laughs> oh, for the first apps, get off that camera, man. It's time to grind, man. It's playoff time. Thanks. Get off that Thanks. camera. <laughs> but, um, going back to Kuzma, he's just a role player to me, man. Like, if if in order for them to win, he's literally going to have to average at least 23 to me. Mm, at least 23. 20. That's a tall task. At least 23 because who else is going to – where are you getting those points from? Um, you can hope Danny Green starts shooting better. You can hope that shots if if Deion Waiters plays like Deion Waiters, and even then, I still don't even think he's gonna give you a good twenty, solid twenty a game. But one thing I noticed from the bubble is that Jr. has not gotten a lot of minutes. I don't know if they're trying to like ramp him into game shape because he hasn't played in like almost two years. But I don't know. Maybe you start using Jr. as like a spark plug off the bench on in the playoffs because I noticed that when he was with Cleveland, especially in like 2016, when he come when he's like when he's really in in rhythm, getting in the zone, give you a solid like three four threes in a game. But I don't know if he's really prepared for that because he hasn't been playing for a while. I mean, only way to find out is to put him in the game. Facts. Unless they know something we don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I saw a couple of interviews today. I mean, the 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 um the Lakers they're 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 prepared for Dame because they realize like AD said he's he's cooking right now. He's hot, and Vogel Vogel said that the the Blazers are not your typical eight seed. They're not. They're, they're not, not. Yeah. This is what people need to understand. Even though his uh playoff record is kind of tarnished, you gotta realize. Yeah. Man, 1932. Look who he loses to. I mean, he lost to the Warriors, I think it was like twice or whatever. But we cannot excuse that Pelican series where he got swept and Drew had him in prison. True. Drew had him looking bad. 18 points on like 36% shooting from the field. That's tough. You got to do better. You got to do better. But I feel like he's he's, he's grown from that experience. Yeah, this is going to be a good matchup, bro. I think he's the most, not saying there was nothing wrong with his confidence before, but he looks the, the most confident he's ever been in his career right now. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Especially this recent stretch. I think this whole season he's been, like, super, super confident because, like, he's had no choice because, like, the way the team was. Look look at look at, look at at it like this. You Last year you were in the Western Conference Finals. You were up every single game. Your big this year, your big men, your big both your top big men, your starting big men at that, are down to start the season, and then um, you have a you have major roster turnover with Myers Leonard and Alfred Aminu and Mo Harkless and all these guys, all these key defensive wings and stuff leaving, and then you guys have to adapt on the fly. You have to trade for different guys throughout the season. You have to pick up Melo. Melo ends up coming in clutch for you guys. And then you you get to the bubble, and you guys finally have it all together. So, bless you. But, yeah, I mean, it's been a very tumultuous, tumultuous season for the Blazers. So, Dames really had to pull through I can all just the stops. Tell that the, um, you can tell that he practices those shots. On the oh, for sure. Like, He's not taking those shots just off any whim of, yo, I got a sliver of space. I'm hot. Let me see if this shit go in. Yeah, it's not like heat checks. But but he's, I don't know if you heard, but uh, that that shot he did, uh, uh, he got on Joe Harris in the corner. I heard what what Joe Harris said. (laughs) That was Joe Harris who said it? Yeah. 
was like, God damn, bro. I was like, yeah, go shake <laughs> that how, man hand. Go shake that man hand. That's how every NBA player probably feels guarding Dame at this point. Yeah, go shake his hand. <laughs> that's all you can do. That's a fact. All right, so let's move on to the 2-7 matchup. We got Clippers versus Mavs. Um, the note I have here quickly is you can't trust the Mavs in crunch time. At all. Sometimes, like most of the time, I don't know how their numbers were in crunch time during the regular season. I don't have those numbers on me, but I know in the bubble they haven't really done that well playing. Um, playing in crunch time, they lost. They lost that close game with Houston. They um they won against the Bucks. I remember that. I think they lost to the Suns or the Kings or whoever it was. But they 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 look shaky in the in the clutch. So I don't know what they're gonna do if they're if they're gonna trust Luca, they're gonna trust Porzingis. Is it gonna be Hardaway Jr.? I don't know. Some people just need, they just need a they just need to get a closer. Yeah, but I feel like Luca should be that closer, if anything, but who knows? Um how how long do we expect this series to go? Um I'd say five games. Five games. Clippers and five. Oh, we didn't even say how how we feel about um Lakers and Blazers. Um, I don't want to see a game seven to be honest with you. I got Lakers and six. All right. Yeah, I'd say I said Lakers, Lakers and six and as well when I was talking with someone earlier because they were asking me how do I feel about if Blazers are going to get swept. I was like, definitely, I don't think the Blazers will get swept. Dame has too much pride for that to happen, especially the way he's been playing right now. Blazers and seven, if anything, though. It goes past six, Blazers and seven. Nah, you know what pisses me off on, on Twitter? All these Lakers fans that want to be underdogs so bad. Like, you guys are the number one seed with two top five players. You guys cannot be underdogs. I'm not hearing none of that because I'm still mad at Curry not uh, getting finals MVP, but that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> but I'm mad at Curry not even being in the conversation for MVP because he had another top ten player. I'm tired of the disrespect that he received by having another top ten, top five player on his team. So I don't care about LeBron and AD feeling like underdogs and they fans feel like underdogs right now. I'm keeping a buck with you. <laughs> they could they could feel like that today, blue in the face. And I hope they get a rude awakening. I don't know. I mean, I feel sorry for the guards that have to guard Lillard and McCullum out there. Listen, but whoever switches on. GG. <laughs> All right, we got um Denver versus Utah. So far, we know that um actually as of today, Mike Conley actually went back to his home because his wife was having their son. So he is not with the team and he won't be back with the team for a while. He'll probably miss the first three games, most likely. Um Jazz are also missing center Ed Davis. Um MCL strain, I think it is. So Jazz are gonna be really shorthanded. Um, they were already, sh- they were they were already shorthanded with um, Bogdanovich not being here with the wrist surgery, and that was like another twenty point per game score for them. Um, yeah, I got Nuggets in this, especially if MPJ can really be that solid yeah, X factor for that team. That smooth release that boy got. I'm just thinking about seeing that for six games. Who knows? It could probably even go five with how I was Jazz gonna say lacking. five. But I don't think Donovan Mitchell gonna leave the bubble with just one game. I thought I thought that he wasn't gonna leave that Houston series with just one game, but he did. Last no, year. I expected I expected Harden to do that to them boys. I don't know what they were thinking. Nah, that, I thought that, that series would at least go six. Yo, did you see the way they were guarding him? They didn't want to win. <laughs> they were guarding him from behind. They didn't want to win. <laughs> they really didn't want to win. If we want to break it down, like. He's coming down the court. All right, you're sitting on his left hand, basically behind him, right? That's exactly where he wants you to be, too, by the way. But he's coming in, he's lobbing up, and he's shooting floaters. What can you expect? You've watched the film a thousand times. You know what's coming. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Facts. Just a field day, but who knows? I got um, Denver and six. Denver and six? Yeah. Your mic is buzzing. Yeah. Um, so I got, um, I got Denver winning that, of course. Um, 
Let's move on to OKC versus Houston. Probably the most entertaining series as of like narrative wise, I guess that you can say, because of um CP3 facing his um team that just traded him. Um basically they kind of dumped him because they felt like he was getting old and he was always injured and whatnot, and they felt like he wasn't as effective as he should be. Um turns out he is actually still pretty effective and one of the best clutch um scores in the league this season so there's that i did see an interesting stat um today on the timeline about chris paul versus um certain pick and roll coverages because i thought this was interesting because someone was noting how he hasn't faced the small ball lineup yet what every time that okc has played houston this season it was before i guess um, Rockets went full small ball. So they said Chris Paul again switches out of pick and rolls. They compared his years. This year is one of his worst years in um in points per possession, switching out of pick and rolls. So he liked to get that switch on a big man, but uh he probably knows Houston a lot of Houston's weaknesses if we wanna play dev- devil's advocate. True. Um been in that system for a year you should know like he's probably going to attack Harden if anything but i think Harden's actually proved that he can be a solid defender when he needs to be Harden on defense but he's actually a better defender than we give him credit for yeah um and also another stat it was like cp3 isos against um guards averages 0.94 points per possession Forwards is a one point one one point fifteen points per possession in one hundred seventeen ISOs, and against centers is one point per possession in sixty one ISOs. So most of his ISOs come against forwards, and he averages the most points per possession against them. So that's something to look forward. That's something to look for in that series because we know Houston runs a lot of forwards out there, and they like to switch everything. So we'll see how CP three attacks those isolations against guys like um, Macklemore. Daniel House, um, Covington, Jeff Green. What happened? So CP3 could get his own regardless, though. He's crafty. That's why he's been in the league so long. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yo. But, um, all right. So who do we have winning that series? Cause- I got Houston in six. Houston in six. Yeah. I got OKC in six. Man, you really don't like Houston, man. Nah, I don't. And I've never been wrong about my predictions against um Russell Westbrook-led teams. No, I'm just looking. I'm just thinking about that video Harden said they were winning championships. What happened? I'm just thinking about the video um, that got released after Giannis made them comments. Actually, it was before um, Harden sat down with Rachel Nichols, I think. He was like, yo, we're going to win this year. Mm. Um, I'm holding that over his head. Okay. I mean, he hasn't shown me anything in the bubble that made me question otherwise. So Yeah, he looks like he's been the same since the regular season. Yeah. One of the rare players that actually like kind of stayed the same, I guess. I'm telling you, we're going to miss him when he's gone. I guess. Enjoy it now. I guess. <laughs> But yeah. you're gonna get a you're gonna get a hardened jersey when you retire, watch. A what? You're gonna get a hardened jersey when you retire, watch. Not even. You might even get the 13 tatted on your back. I yeah, that's a stretch. Yeah. That's a stretch. That's a mean stretch. Why you had to do that? <laughs> but nah, I haven't been wrong against um with any of my predictions against okay um um Russell Westbrook led teams. I predicted that they would lose to the Blazers last year. People thought I was a lot of people thought I was nuts for that one, which was weird because I was like Portland obviously has a better chance of winning in that series. I was right. I would think Russell's experience would take him to the next round, but it always comes back to bite us in the butt. When we say yeah, things. I and the funny thing is I actually gave OKC more credit because I had um Portland in six. Portland one in five. The previous year, I had um, Utah beating PG and um and Mello and and Russ in in six. I was right. 
I actually want to bet because of that too. Oh, but yeah, I haven't been wrong against picking against Russ led teams in the past couple of years, so I will not start now. And I will pick OKC in six. I've always gone with in six because that's a safe bet. Because you know, yeah, it's right in the middle. Yeah. All right, moving on to the Eastern Conference. I guess there's not as much entertaining series on this side for the first round. We got Milwaukee versus Orlando. Uh, Do we care about this? Not at all. (laughs) That's literally the note I have next to Milwaukee versus Orlando. I was like, do we care? Because I was like, eh, it's probably going to be just Giannis just like running through the lane, dunking on it. Yeah, he's going to average 40 and 12. I've, I I don't want to say, like, or Magic, Orlando, whoa, Orlando Magic are on, like, the same level as the Pistons from last year, but I feel like it's going to be a, a kind of like a repeat of that series. Um, The first seed in the Eats gets you, gets you what you think it's supposed to get you, an easy road to the finals. Yeah. Whereas in the West, it, it, it could get you, you, we see what it could get you. Yeah. And that just goes to show the gap, the skill level. Between the East and the West. Well, I mean, it's because so many players that were originally in the East migrated to the West, which was so yeah. weird. Because you know what it was? I guess a lot of people thought they could get away from Braun. But and then Braun just pulled up on them over there. He made the move before a lot of people, too. And I guess a lot of people got tired of hearing, yo, you can't get past LeBron. So they might have took it as a challenge. It was like, you know what? I'll go to the West, too. I hear that. I hear that. And we'll see what happens this year a pg anytime i say that because if i was i'd have still been in the west are you kidding me are you kidding me if he had held out like a year later bro in the east you mean yeah if he had like dipped out instead of asking for a trade Mm -hmm. he did if he had like stayed to the end of his uh that season he could have probably been in a better place most likely but who knows he actually said when he was in indiana i I think we spoke about this on the podcast, but he said a, a top power forward wanted to join him in Indiana, but Indiana said no. And I could never bring myself to think, what top power forward wanted to go to Indiana to play with Paul George? You know, they always say stuff like that, but it got me thinking. And that was back in like 20, what, 2015, 16 range. I was like, who was the top power forward that wanted to join him, but. I don't know. Who wants to go to Indiana willingly? Indiana got their best players by trade. Okay, so we got next series. Um, So we all agree with Milwaukee, and um, we both agree that Milwaukee will win most likely in four. Okay, so we got um, Toronto versus the Nets. I don't know. How do you feel about this series? Um, Originally, I did have Toronto winning in six. But if I wouldn't be surprised if Brooklyn hit him with an uppercut and just uh, upset. But I don't really expect that to happen. Karras would have to average 30. And I don't really see the point of doing it. But this is the second year where, you know, the Nets is in the playoffs. And we're like, yo, how they get here? How they do it? We don't know, but they're here. You know, like. If they could get past the first round, it just goes to show you how good the team is, though. Without KD and Kyrie, I don't know and why Spencer you. And Spencer. Yeah, DJ. I don't know why you want to break this up right now. They seem, and whenever I play with them on two K, they seem pretty good to me. I don't know. <laughs> I guess when you're a superstar, you get to make those um, decisions, but some stuff you just gotta let be. You just gotta let be, because. One wrong move. Let's say you move like a Jared Allen and a Dinwiddie. You tell him dip, and then you get a piece you don't. Oh my God, that that could be bad. I w- I would just keep everybody I have. Well, they got a key free agent to keep this off season with um um Joe Harris. A lot of people want him because he is a very good shooter and he's become very good like all around basically. Yeah, we need that. So I know a lot of teams like especially I've seen. From a lot of Knicks fans, a lot of Knicks fans want Joe Harris to come and spread the floor for someone like R.J. Barrett because he's had no floor spacing this whole year. So Joe Harris is someone that a lot of teams are going to be looking forward to, and I guess a lot of teams will be watching 
in the playoffs to see how he continues to perform in the bubble. Um, I wrote here, we know the Nets fight hard because they've given a lot of teams trouble in the bubble. Trouble in the bubble, huh? But um, how many games do we realistically see the the Nets actually winning? Uh, six. Um, not six. Two. <laughs> two? Two? Okay. Yeah, I I think I thought two myself because I was like the Nets. The Nets are a team that they they've been they've been fighting hard this whole bubble, and I feel like they have a chip on their shoulder because like everyone's like, oh, why are they even here? They have nobody. Like all their whole team basically isn't in the bubble. Like they lost so many pieces. Like what's the point of them being here? And they went five. They went was it, was it five and three? Yeah, five and three. That's pretty good. Oh, them boys, them boys, give it up. Them boys fight. Shout out to Jack Vaughn for keeping them in that state of just like attack, attack, attack. Shout out, was, Harris. I see you, boy. And you were even saying how um their coach probably told them try to ruin Portland's night when we were watching the other yeah, day. I'm just thinking of stuff my coaches used to tell me. You feel me? Mm, yeah, I get that. Answers like that. I understand that completely. All right, so. Boston versus the Sixers is the next matchup, the three six matchup. Um, the Sixers are a weird six seed because Boston five. Wow. Okay. <laughs> My note here was like, there's no one to contain Embiid though, and I wonder if he's gonna take advantage of that. I've expected Embiid to take advantage of a lot of things throughout his career, and he's always proved me wrong. So it's like him and Russell is like sort of in the same boat well not even now but like they're like the best worst players i've ever seen <laughs> i love that word like i love that like that 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 category of basketball player the worst best yeah like you're so good that you're bad like how does that work and then he just i feel like if he got to get out of philly man that's that's the only way i see things taking a turn in the right direction got to get out of philly well i remember earlier before the season actually stopped there was a lot of speculation that um, because the Knicks, they hired his former agent as the president of the team. So a lot of people are speculating mm, maybe he might trade for maybe he is he might trade for his former client. But, you know, I mean, a lot of things could happen this offseason. Offseasons really get weird, especially in the NBA. Yeah, you never know till you know. Facts. So you got Boston in in five. Yeah. Um. I feel Boston will win in six, possibly because of um, you never know. You might get a good Shake Milton game. You might get a good um, Corkmaz game. Tobias Harris might go off one night. You never know. So, and remember that night when um, when Embiid got hurt against Portland, Josh Richardson and Alec Burks came out of nowhere and started just going crazy scoring for them. But then Josh again, I give it to him. He don't look like a baller, but that man a ball. But then again, Portland's defense, remember, they struggle. So that can also be a product of Portland's defense struggling. And we know Boston has one of the top defenses in the league, as they always do, because Brad Stevens is just that type of coach. But, yeah, I feel um, you never know who can end up going off one of these nights for Philly because of um, who they have. Um, on their roster, a lot of wild cards out, out over there, including Embiid himself. So, yeah, I got Boston in six, though. I don't think Sixers will win this one without Simmons. And even if they did have Simmons, I still probably wouldn't have them winning because Simmons Simmons doesn't dominate in the postseason. He's had a lot of games where he scores under ten points. I don't know the exact number. Play in last year's playoffs. I don't know where that man was. But yeah, he doesn't he he doesn't really show up for the playoffs, so I don't know. Last series we got here is Heat versus Pacers. Jimmy versus TJ flopped last time, unfortunately, and he Jimmy actually came out today and said something along the lines of like, "Let it go" about the beef between him and TJ. And he also said he doesn't need friends in the bubble. I feel like they, the media be trying to make Jimmy Butler seem like, yo, he just going around like as like 
he's some avenger like he trying to beat up everybody who insult people he like even though that might be true like they don't even be asking this man about basketball no more. You asking they be him like, who you want to fight next? <laughs> yeah, like, like, come on. <laughs> if I was him, I wouldn't even get roped up into answering those questions for real. Because now everybody in the league think I'm annoying. That's why they think I'm annoying. Like, <laughs> ask because, me, oh, are you in CP or uh, CP3 good? Like, what you ask me about CP3 for? <laughs> <laughs> nah, because it, it was it was actually a fair question because CP3 chest he barely hit that man and see because not not because you know what happened it was a sequence of events that led to that okay so this is what happened yeah. cp threw the ball off um he threw the he beamed the ball at duncan robinson's head to throw it out of bounds on him yeah. and then jimmy was right next to cp3 when that happened he looked at him weird and he was like oh, all right bet and the next possession came down he came down and he pushed him down onto the floor and then he was like and i guess rachel nichols had asked him about the situation and he was like i don't need friends in the bubble now, so don't ask me about nobody because then it becomes something other than basketball. Now, next time I see him, it's going to be tension because I said that. Like, like, come on. Taken but away it, from the basketball. True. I, I, I totally get that. But, you know, I, I like that he stood up for his teammate because he said in the I mean, post game, yeah, he was got, like, that's what he, is. You got to, you got to. he was like, you know, um, he was like, oh, you know, you, if you mess with my teammates, you know you're gonna deal with me and the rest of my and me and the rest of the guys. If you mess with my shooters, but yeah, he said about the war and drama today. He was like, um, "We can kill that. That's something of the past." So, and there was nothing made of it in the last matchup. The last matchup, anyway, that they faced off against each other. So, there was no real beef. That was just two men who got hot and during an NBA game. Yeah, it was just competitive. Fires, fires just matching each other. Like, there's no real bad blood between Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren. They're just ballers. That's what happens. Facts. You get heated in the automatic rivals now. Like, come on. <laughs> Bro, once the media gets like a lick of something like that, they just like they they salivate and they just like run with it. Me, they be thirsty, man. Thirsty for a story, man. Facts. But yeah, um, my main um thing about this series is what will indiana do to stop i i believe that this is miami's most unstoppable um like duo tandem play whatever you want to call it it's um when bam gets the ball wherever he is he gives a direct handoff to um duncan robinson leads right into a duncan robinson three almost every single time that play is unstoppable it always results in duncan robinson hitting a three it's because i think it's because the defense never really communicates the right way or they never switch properly or they don't have the right personnel to switch properly the only team i've seen execute um a way a plan to stop this toronto this is what they did they put og and anobi on bam that way when this when the handoff comes og switches on to duncan robinson locks him up play stops right there I don't think Indiana has the personnel to stop that. Nah, Indiana just lucky to be where they are. To be, <laughs> they are. I think they're really gonna miss Sabonis in this series too, because that's someone that can really battle down low with a Bam Adebayo. I don't think Miles Turner. Season two, I did not expect that from him. What happened? He had a good season two. I didn't expect. Yeah, eighteen, twelve, and five. Solid, solid numbers right there. Jokic type numbers. But yeah, I don't think um I think the series may go to six or seven though, possibly, but I do have Miami winning in the end of that series. Miami winning. I got Miami winning in five. Five. Not six, my fault. Six, six. Yeah. Six. I have I have like six or seven. Um It's gonna be a very interesting playoffs. I'm glad that we actually get games in the afternoon now. So, you know, playoffs don't start so late at night. And, you know, whenever we have recording days that we don't have to record so late into the night after a playoff game or whatnot. So who do you have Eastern Conference finals? Um, let me see. Just going off looks. Mm-hmm. I want to say... 
No, why don't they just have they just had the playoffs thing? I don't want to see the standings. The hell? <laughs> oh, the bracket on thing. Yeah, they just had the. Did bracket. you do the bracket challenge? Not trying to win a million dollars? Nah. <laughs> like, just mad work. Like, the moment I see one off, it's like, damn, why'd I even do this? I feel you. I feel you. Because that's how I felt when I used to do the March Madness things. As soon as the upsets started happening, I would be like, yo, are you serious, bro? All right. So, Eastern Conference, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Going in the West. I mean, the East. I'll say the Bucks and um, either Miami or, or Celtics. Miami or Celtics? Yeah. Okay. I got um, Milwaukee versus Toronto in a rematch of last year. I don't know. I don't see Toronto. I, I feel like Toronto's got, like, a deep enough team to repeat. Yeah. The only thing about uh, Toronto I worry about is their offense. Who's going to be the go-to guy down the stretch? Is it going to be whoever's hot? Like if it's Fred Van Vliet or Kyle Lowry or Siakam, or are they going to have one solid guy like they did last year with Kawhi? Unfortunately, they don't have Kawhi this year, but we're going to figure out who they use as that go-to guy, I guess, down the stretch. Milwaukee, it's a question of, does Eric Bledsoe decide to finally show his face in the postseason? He hasn't played yet? No, I'm talking about like, like, can he actually show up and, like, play, like, meaningful basketball minutes for the Bucks? Because every time they're in the playoffs, remember the first time with Terry Rozier, called him Drew Bledsoe, disrespectful, but he kind of deserved it because he was getting outplayed oh, by Terry God. Rozier. So you got to take that L. You got to take <laughs> that L. It's so he, he got you on a clip. He got you on a clip, right? <laughs> sent, you, sent you home, basically. Right? You can't go. You can't go in the press conference and be like, "Yo, I don't know who that man is." Give that man his respect. <laughs> Give that man his respect, because there's a reason you you sitting where you sitting right now, saying what you're saying. And Terry Rozier probably didn't know who he was for real. But we would never know. But um, Eric Bledsoe, he was playing good at certain points in the season. Oh, of course, yeah, he always plays good in the regular season. But to matter, Milwaukee is looking like. Just like LA, Milwaukee's it's the the whole bubble's kinda headed. I don't know how Giannis is living in a bubble. Nobody on his team is vlogging. But um <laughs> You got nowhere to keep track of them. It's looking, it's looking like the, the bubble is taking a little bit of a mental toll on everybody. Well, he says that he was kind of annoyed with the way they came out and he was disappointed that they played they, they only went three and five in the eight games that they played. And he said they can definitely play way better. Like he said he was disappointed in the way they played. Yeah, I can see that. That would be too. He's probably gonna come out with like some heat in that first round. So yeah, forty and twelve. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's only gonna last four games. <laughs> Hate it had to be Orlando. <laughs> All right, so who we got Western Conference Finals? Um, <laughs> I know the narrative. Oh yeah, been L.A. versus L.A. Mm-hmm. I'm not really um. I know I came in here saying, yo, the, the clips look good, man. Clips look good. Mm-hmm. I don't think... So for some reason, there's a part of me thinking that no LA team is going to make the Western Conference Finals. But that's Whoa! Frankie with the hot take. That's crazy talk. But... But... Um, no LA team? If any LA team does make it, I'll put the Clippers there versus um, either Houston or Portland. If LA makes it past the first round, I got LA versus Clippers. Lakers versus Clippers. Okay. If LA if if Lakers make it out the uh, first round, if Blazers make it out the first round, then it'll change. For me. Interesting. Hot but takes from Frankie. It's- crazy in the west right now man i I can't just toss harden and them side because it looks like harden is really on a mission he hasn't said much since going in the bubble but he he looking he not looking bad i just don't know how small ball will look in the playoffs um don't be surprised if denver makes a run either they've got a lot of good pieces on the team 
I know a lot Michael of people. Michael Porter Jr. is instant offense. That boy cold. That boy cold. So don't be surprised if Denver makes the Western Conference Finals either. But we won't give our finals predictions just yet. I feel like that's really still premature at this point because I still have to see how teams play in the playoffs for at least a couple games. Then I could like make a solid finals prediction. If I were to make a premature finals prediction, though, I would probably say Lakers versus Bucks. I mean, whoa, Milwaukee versus. Wait, what did I say? Lakers versus Bucks. Lakers versus Bucks. Did I mean that? I meant to say Clippers versus Bucks. You think to get all those bronze stands upset out there? Clippers be Lakers. Yeah. They Clippers have so many dynamic scorers. They have four guys that could get you at least twenty. Yeah, I feel like by the time they link up, Clip, Clippers gonna be on. They're gonna be on a roll. They're gonna have everything together. Who the Clippers? Yeah, by the time yeah. they link up with them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because they have twenty guys. They could give. They have four guys that could give you at least twenty. True. Yeah, it's tough for bro. I'm praying for bro. Because <laughs> like the the with um. The Lakers had a solid defensive rating all year, but I mean, with no Bradley out there to be that other guard defender with Danny Green, it's looking it's looking real tough, especially that first round. But I think that is it for today's episode. Yeah. Yo, you, shout out, bro. Yo, you are, yo, yo, you are mad loud. Shout out Dame for getting MVP. We didn't talk about it, but you deserved it, Brody. Oh, yeah, MVP of the bubble. Shout out Karis. Shout out TJ. Y'all turning up in the bubble. We see y'all. Tune in, tune in, tune in. We'll be back. We'll be back Thursday. We're going to have a guest. We're going to be talking about the draft because that is going to be the draft lottery. So make sure y'all tune in. Make sure y'all also check out the links in the description. Make sure y'all subscribe. Leave a rating if you enjoyed the episode. Reach out to us, DMs, whatever. Check out the Twitter page, all that. And we out of here.